What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the My Sisters Glow podcast, a safe space for moms to grow in their faith as well as motherhood through sisterhood. I'm your host, E Mace. If you're a first time listener, welcome to the show. If you listen to me every week, hey, boo, welcome back. Y'all, this week I'm so excited because we have a heavyweight champ on the on this the show this week. She <laughs> is no guest to me, but maybe a guest to you. Um, if you have been listening with us since season one, we had an awesome season one finale with my girlfriend Ari Smith. And I brought her back on the show because I think she blew us all out the water the first time. So I mean, why not bring her back again and again and again and again? So, um, as you guys know, if you're, if you're catching up, we are doing our Mommies and Mental Health um, uh, series. And I wanted to bring Ari on because um, if you're not familiar with Ari, Ari um, also has a podcast and a business um, called Let's Bloom Together. And Ari has such a unique presence and perspective when it comes to self-care that literally I have not found anybody else in the whole world. <laughs> that has this model of self-care that I truly feel is um, not only helpful, but necessary to everybody that she comes in contact with. So I'm going to stop bragging on her. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So without further ado, please welcome my good sis, heavyweight champion of the self-care world, Ari Smith. (laughs) You are something else. (laughs) Hi everybody. Um, as she said, my name is Ari. Um, let me get back to my notes. Wait, no, I slipped away. I'm so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> now, I am pregnant, so my mind is um, y'all know, mommy brain. Anywho, okay. um i'm ari smith and i'm first and foremost the daughter of god and proud um for those who did not hear that last episode where i was on i'll just give a brief overview of who i am again i'm 31 years old um i've been married for four and a half years to my favorite bearded tatted man of god I am a mommy of three with one dude any day now, so mommy of four, and I'm a founder of Bloom. And Bloom is a self-care resource for Black women, but particularly moms and wives, because of all that we've all experienced in life, just let's be real, um, Black women have experienced a lot, but then we move into um, these roles as mom and wife, and we end up pouring from empty cups broken cups half cups instead of whole cups and we wonder why things are going the way that they're going so um and when I say self-care I realize that I have to define it my own way so self-care the bloom way is a continuous journey of learning and relearning who you are wholly meaning physically mentally emotionally socially spiritually financially occupationally and within your environment so that you can properly take care of yourself for yourself first and then for the benefit of those who are relying on you. So that's me. And I believe that's why God created me and put me on this earth so I can help women do that. So that's that's who I am. Yes, and you do what you do so well, I might have to add, because 
I, um, you get me together. We, Ari and I are really good friends, y'all. We literally talk every day. Um, and she um, lovingly taps me upside my head when I am not loving all myself and caring <laughs> for myself the way that I need to. So I have no doubt that she is not going, that, or that she will um, do what God tells her to do today. All right. So we know all the wonderful things that you do, Ari. Um, so one of the things, and if you don't mind me speaking on this, one of the things that you did this past year is you spoke at, um, I don't know if it was a women's conference or a summit, but you talked specifically on the topic of healing the little girl within. And I really would like for you to um, elaborate a little bit on that. I mean, you don't have to preach a whole sermon, but <laughs> just elaborate a little bit on why it is so essential for us as mothers, as women, as wives, to heal the little girl within each and every one of us? Um, yes. Yeah, so I did speak at a women's conference. Um, the theme of it was um, resurrecting the little girl within, uh, specifically so that we could, you know, deal with what she has experienced. Because last year's conference theme was um, the woman I used to be is dead. So we were kind of burying the old us. And then as 2020 got started, we were kind of all experiencing the same problem, but on a, I want to say on a heightened level almost. And mm -hmm. it was because you can't bury those old things, bury your old self without having dealt with you know, the root of the issue. And the root often happened when we were five years old, seven years old, 12 years old, 14 years old, the things that happened to us that we just kind of like tried to move on. Like I said, as black women, just kind of like trying to carry on this strong black woman image. And we haven't healed from those things at all. And then we become moms and wives and we deal with our children and we deal with our husbands the way that a broken five-year-old would or a broken 12-year-old would because we never dealt with that ever you know it's, it's almost like you know a child that has a behavioral issue like they're going to lash out they're going to seek attention with their behavior because there's a deeper issue so imagine having that broken child inside of you lashing out at the people that you love because you're ignoring her wow so that is why it's important and I believe on the last episode that I was on I used this analogy of the dandelions yes, like, you know the yes. little ones with the little just blow you don't even have to breathe on them and those weeds those little seeds they're actually weeds and they just fly off hundreds of them and take root immediately and that's how it is with our children like we we try our best to love on them and we don't intentionally try to hurt them but it's going to come out and plant seeds in your children as well if you don't deal with them so that's why it's important to heal the little girl within I love that I literally got a visual of like 30-year-old grown Elisha responding to a situation as 
12 year old Elisha, a 16 year old Elisha, you know, not even as young as five. Like, you know, that, that teenage Elisha, she was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's making me even sit here and be like, dang, when I'm responding to, to Byron, my, you know, him being my fiance, when I'm responding to y'all as my friends or my children, is that really Elisha, like 30-year-old Elisha, or is, or is that the hurt little girl that's talking for me? Like, who's responding? Yep, exactly. Girl, that's a whole sermon. We can just hang up the whole interview right there. Thank you for, <laughs> Thank you for Mike dropping us early on in the show. We appreciate you. We'll be booking you for season four. <laughs> oh my gosh, you said so much. And um, y'all, if y'all have not listened to Ari's previous episode, it was uh, season one, episode 15. It's also a great one. Um you know, and that, that example that uh, Ari is talking about, if you don't even know what that looks like for me, I don't know what part of the world you're in listening to this, but um, Google like a dandelion and you will get that whole image of how easily those seeds just go every, those weeds go everywhere. And um, that, that's, that was so good. Says, I'm sorry, you got me excited too early. Let me get back on track. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so we know why it's important to heal the little girl within each and every one of us, right? So, like, how? How do we start that process? Like, for a mom that's listening to this that is maybe thinking to herself now that, like, yeah, I got some stuff with me. Like, how the heck is she supposed to even get started? Well, um, we first have to get started by just making the decision to do it. Which, you know, take into consideration that it is a heavy load. It is a lot um, because we have all experienced a lot. Um, But yes, make that decision to say, hey, you know, I'm going to start a healing process. It has to be an intentional thing, uh, which is most important. So making that intentional decision to acknowledge the fact that there is an unhealed little girl that you buried alive Mm -hmm. and now she's up wandering around and saying like hey what's up you know and you're you're like okay well (laughs) hi old self you're a 30 year old self and let's let's talk about this you know it has to be an intentional decision so starting there um and asking god to lead you through the process He absolutely will. Um, The first step to the process is identifying the wounds that she has. So just like, you know, when you find out that, you know, know, on a TV show or something like that, you find out that someone has passed away. They sometimes ask the close family member to come down and identify the body. And you go down and you see exactly how they passed. Well, it's the same way with your old self. So, you know, she's been through a lot and we've ignored her. So when you see her, it's important to immediately identify and acknowledge everything that she experienced. So for me, like it was, you know, abandonment, having to deal with abandonment, having to deal with um, insecurities of not being enough and having to deal with rejection. Like I seen, I saw all those wounds and I had to identify them. And then once you can identify them, then you know what to deal with. So that's how you start. Yeah, girl, first, 
what you're not gonna do is keep hitting me with these mic drops every time. <laughs> <laughs> that you just said so much Ari like this is why I have to keep bringing you back because the people can only take so much at a time of this group <laughs> but, um, seriously like that identify the body just as it is identifying yourself just as you were and I think so many times we try to stuff down and I talked about that in a previous episode when I introduced this series was that we stuff that trauma down we stuff it down stuff it stuff it stuff it because life goes on and layers and roles and responsibilities get added to our life and now Mm -hmm. we are parenting our own excuse me we're parenting our own children we're being wives to our husbands or mm-hmm. our girlfriends or what, whatever the situation you're in or whatever we are working we're business owners some of us are students whatever you have going on nobody literally has one role in this life like yeah there's a woman okay that okay mm-hmm. <laughs> especially not a woman especially not a mom especially not a wife there's so mm-hmm. many layers to that and it's so easy to stack those things up and then like you you can't see what's underneath but every now and then that little girl will pop out and be like oh I'm still here in case you thought I was mm-hmm. I'm gonna go sit back down but I'm gonna come back out again when you least suspect mm-hmm. it and um I, I'm glad that you you spoke on that because I actually thought about um so the listeners know that I'm in school to be a therapist which means I have to study a lot of old white guys who came up with theories right so, <laughs> so there are, yeah basically so there are a lot of learning theorists or, or excuse me human development theorists who believe that a person does not move on even though they may age they don't move on once they fully resolve that stage in your life so like Eric mm. Erickson I believe there are like eight different stages within the lifespans and each like each uh stage is like something versus something else so one was like intimacy versus isolation that's where we figure out our intimate relationships um I can't think of the rest because that's what I really want to talk about right now but either way he was saying that like the person may grow older but they don't move on from that phase of their life and that's basically what you're saying you know like that whatever happened to you at 12 and 13 whatever happened to you at five I don't care if you're 75 years old listening to this and your mama dead and gone. The fact of the matter is, is that what happened to you happened and that little girl that's, that it happened to is very much alive. And um, I don't think most of us want to acknowledge the areas or we don't want to acknowledge it. It's still a thing because we, we're a society that's so, so caught up in time. It's been 12 years. I should be over it's been two years I should be over but it's like what is time when you're not doing anything when you're it's like literally no time has passed if you haven't done the healing exactly we're then raising our children this is the part that really gets me and I'm speaking to myself when I say this we're then raising our children in fear we're raising our children in self-doubt we're raising our children out of our own trauma so that's essentially saying like hey this happened to me but I'm going to put it in, and I said this in the last episode, I'm going to put this in your backpack and now it's your time to carry it. Yep. And is that really what we want to do to our kids? Absolutely not. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm clearly passionate about this, y'all. Yeah, which is perfect. It's perfect. This is why this is your platform because it's so (laughs) real. It is. It's so real. And we have to be made aware of that as moms. So it's really important what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you, sis. I appreciate your support. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. So we know that um, the first step of this process is looks like identifying. Um, the first step is kind of identifying. When we as moms are going through healing, what, how can we, how can moms still actively love themselves during this healing process? Because we may take the time to say, you know, I'm going to be intentional about healing, but that doesn't stop life from happening. So how can we kind of, without going to go live under a rock for six months to a year, how can we heal and love ourselves while still being moms and wives? Well, um, you can still love on yourself by really just being real. Um, that, that helped me because I went through this entire process um, this year. I believe it started in like June. Mm-hmm. June of this year up until this point and it took a lot of being real with my husband and even being real with my kids mm-hmm. um which is teaching them compassion so I really didn't feel bad about that um letting them know that I'm doing I'm dealing with a lot right now or I got a lot going on in those moments where it's overwhelming and it's taking up my mental space or my emotional space um, or even my physical sometimes being real with them like this is your village they love you they need you and they need you to be well so they're not going to be angry or they're not going to fall apart your world's not going to fall apart just because you need a minute like it's gonna have to pause because (laughs) I'm the mom and no you know what I'm saying like this house is just gonna have to hold on for a minute because if I fall apart it's over yeah so and they know that they know that they revolve around you so it's fine um take whatever time that you need be real with your support system and let them know what's going on and it'll be totally fine Um, another thing that you can do to support yourself without relying on them or if you feel like you don't have that support system because maybe not everyone does um, one of the things that we or one of the other speakers at the conference she gave us this activity which I thought would be an amazing thing to pass on is write letters to your little girl within please speak on that write her love letters so you identified one thing and you feel terrible about it. Yeah. You feel terrible about yourself right now. Write her a letter and say, hey, you know, this is me at 31. And I just realized that you experienced that and we never dealt with that. You never dealt with that. You never spoke up about it. And I just want you to know that I see you and I love you. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. It was out of our power, you know, and just really like take that time to really love on yourself mm-hmm. at whatever age and hold her hand. Because at that time, whenever it, whatever happened, 
No one was holding her hand. Yeah. And then we buried her, you know? So take that time to really love on yourself through the process, one step at a time, write yourself a little letter, apologize or say, hey, I want you to know, you know, even though we thought we would never want to be a mom because of the things that we experienced with our mom now you're a mom and you have a daughter that's this age and you have a son that's this age you know like pump yourself up and love on yourself during this time it's really really important that you keep it real with yourself and with others and that you love on yourself in any way you can so those letters that was actually really um that was really healing for me and I wrote it on pretty paper so I can keep it like it's a whole thing so I would say do that and love on yourself through the word of God. Mm-hmm. So once you've identified what those wounds are, like, for example, abandonment for me, mm-hmm. find a scripture that aligns with that. So, you know, that that song when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Like, yeah. you know, if it's low self-esteem, then find that scripture. Um well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, mm-hmm. things like that, where you're loving on yourself through the word of God, because the Bible is just a love letter anyway from our creator to us. So we need to take those words and use them to really keep ourselves grounded during this time is super, super important. Yeah. That was, I, first of all, I can't keep up with the greatness. I keep telling you <laughs> every question. So let me let me back up and park on a few different spaces. I love the fact that you just gave us as moms a practical way of loving ourselves that a simple letter, like the things that we needed to hear when we were that 12-year-old. And I keep saying 12 because mm-hmm. I feel like adolescence is such a pivotal time in everybody's lives. But oh, yeah. the things that that five-year-old girl needs to hear, that things that that teenager needed to hear, that things that that 20-year-old you needed to hear who was okay. making decisions. Me, I was that girl. Things that girl that girl at 29 needed to hear, okay? Still was that mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, just um, being that support that you needed to the, the old you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something very practical. And I want to challenge all the moms listening to this to do that because we all have something somewhere, you know, that, that this is a message that really should hit everybody. Like, I don't care how well put together your life is now. If, if you are breathing and alive and listening to this it's room for growth. Um, so sure. this really applies for everybody, but also, and you, you segue into where I wanted to go to next was about what does God have to say about all of this? Because ultimately when uh, Instagram washes away, Facebook, if podcasts wash away and, and, you know, in, or at night when the phones are off, the phones ain't never Mm -hmm. off, are they? But when, you know, (laughs) when the rest of the world is silent and you're left alone with just you, your thoughts and God, like what are, what's in that space? And I always tell the ladies on the show that, I always use biblical principles and scriptures because it is the one thing that remains solid. Like even if you got different versions of the Bible, same thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it remains solid. And once you um, get yourself rooted in that, you might blow to the left, you might blow to the right, but you won't be uprooted because your roots are 
in something good. And that's the word of God. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, and also with that being said, I wanted to um, begin to talk about um, when we talk about self-care, a lot of times the world look at self-care and healing as don't even get me started with this whole spirit. Girl, <laughs> I got a whole, yeah, it's a whole thing, but go ahead. I saw a meme today and was like, I don't know who need, to, who need to hear this, but demons ain't afraid of sage. Was it They're not. That? It wasn't me because I, people, I, people know that I'll get you the comment in under my post. I'm like, I'm not arguing with you. I I'm said what I said. Yeah, I say what I said. I believe what I believe. And that's just what it is. Um, But biblically, like, when we look at like, okay, we know the things that we have to do practically. We know the things that we have to do. And we know you gave some, you put out some really good scriptures. Could you, if you don't mind sharing as much as your, you know, as much as you're comfortable with your testimony of like how you and the father came together during this time of you healing the little girl within, because maybe that's the thing that might help some mom get through. Because I think that moms truly feel like I don't know, as women, we, we work in silos. Like, it's just me going through this. I'm, I'm the only one, but it's like, you have a father in heaven who legit wants nothing but the best for you mm-hmm. and who will never leave you nor forsake you. So could, do you mind touching on that for a little bit? I don't mind. It's layered. It's definitely layered. Um, I didn't even realize how to tackle this issue until... God showed me back in March that I don't like I look at him like a father because I know that's the title that we were taught to look at God as a father God the father you know he was the father of Jesus and then he adopted us that's about as deep as it went for me um but I didn't have an intimate relationship with God because I didn't know what that was supposed to look like. Um, I didn't have an intimate father-daughter relationship. Um, My mom had me when she was in college. She came home immediately after having me and my, her and my father my biological father did not stay together at all so and he was a mess but she fell in love and got married to her high school sweetheart who raised me he adopted me so I have his last name just like you know God adopted me and um raised me in love but I believe it was they told me when I was 12 I think it was my 12th birthday, actually. That or some sometime around that time that he wasn't my first father, but that he adopted me and raised me and just kind of like gave me that tidbit. And I just kind of like took it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but the the the, the older a lot. That must have been like a lot. So at 12, like the yeah, it was. And I didn't realize that it was until I was preparing to speak at this conference. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I went on with my life. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And I never processed it because how do you process that at 12? You know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they believe that they were doing the right thing. I'm not angry with my parents or anything, but it did affect my relationship with my dad because I started to reject him. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I was rejecting his love for me. And so that was my whole tumultuous uh, adolescent years was just me rejecting my parents and rejecting love and I had no idea why then I moved on from that and um fell in love with my husband before we were married of course before we were even engaged I started to push him away and I couldn't realize why I was doing that Mm -hmm. and um God showed me it's connected you push him away just like you pushed your father away and you pushed me away and our relationship is going to continue to go in cycles until that heals but I couldn't figure out what the root of it was and you know it it all goes back to just not ever feeling like I had that daddy-daughter relationship because you know I was disappointed I was very like I was very close to my dad growing up and it really hurt me and I never acknowledged the fact that it hurt me that um he wasn't my dad like that kind of severed it for me and so after that I realized I was I had to make the mental decision to accept his love every day oh it didn't come natural anymore you know what I mean and and I struggled with that my entire life so um you know and it's the same way with my relationship with God I have to make the daily decision to say hey this is my heavenly father and he sent his son to die for me for Ariel so that I can live everlasting life so that I can have power over sin in my life so that I can be successful so that I can be empowered and continue to empower other people he gave me gifts he did this he did that like it's a whole thing and I have mm-hmm. to actively make the decision to believe that you know these people love me because God put that love there because he loves me wow. he's loving me through my father and he's loving me through my husband actively every day mm-hmm. so it, it was like a whole thing and this is where and I, I mean I, when I say I just got this like I just got this like the week of the conference I was laying mm-hmm. in my bed just sobbing because I was like, oh my God, I did not know I felt that way. (laughs) And he was like, "Mm mm-hmm. So um, it's fresh, it's fresh what I'm walking through. And so that's, and this is why, this is my passion because God does it like this for me. And I immediately have to release it and share with other people because I don't want it to affect the way that I mother my children. You know what I mean? Loving on them. and And now I have a bonus daughter who yeah. may be experiencing the same thing and I had to deal with that so that I can help her mm-hmm. you know so it's so important if I, if I never addressed that ever then how could I ever help her or have an intimate relationship with her yeah so. you I don't know if anybody else listening to this gonna be healed by that but that just did something for me and I believe in full transparency on this show so I would be less than obedient if I don't do what I'm about to do but like that literally just shifted something in me even right now doing this interview and I you know my 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 step I hate to call him my stepdad because he my I'm gonna say my dad by choice Uh, my mom's husband um 
you know, him and my mom got together when I was like six. So I knew he wasn't my biological dad, but um, he made the choice every day. Even in his flaws as being my dad, he made the choice every day to um, be my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for a lot, I used to remember specifically saying to my mom, I don't under because you know you're you're told about God when you're a kid, right? And I was like, I don't yeah. understand how you want me to believe that there's a man, <laughs> kid me, there's a yeah. man guy that I can't see. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean he loves me? Like my own, it felt like at that time, my own dad, my biological father, didn't love me. That's what I mm-hmm. believed as a child. And you know, even now being an adult and understanding what I know and seeing the cycle of generational trauma on my father's side um who did not have his father mm-hmm. either this is to not give him a pass or excuse it but I get it and my dad about what we're talking about right now my dad um in some ways is still that little boy who his mm-hmm. dad left him you mm-hmm. know my grandmother before she passed was the mother of eight my grandfather and my grandmother before they passed they were the mother and father of eight children my dad was kid number eight and at six months my grandpa was just like peace out for whatever reason you know I wasn't here so I don't know what it was but my dad got caught in the midst of like Mm -hmm. raise the rest of your kids when I get here you leave and what Mm -hmm. that did for a kid and because my dad went through that he unintentionally put that in my lap yeah, responded to you like a six-year-old boy. Exactly. Him and yeah. my mom split up, and I'm just coming into the picture. And he does not know because he never saw it. He doesn't know how to be a dad without being romantically involved with the mom, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother thing because that's not the way God intended it to be anyway. But that's mm-hmm. another episode. <laughs> that's a reality for a lot of us you know including you with your bonus daughter you know like yeah. um your husband has to you know co-parent or at least attempt to co-parent due to his mm-hmm. best of his ability and your your daughter has to figure out like this family dynamic which would be very difficult to understand as a child because all you know is the people who do show you love the people who do show you acceptance but then you know that there are people who are supposed to love accept you and get to you and you don't get that and you for don't me, know it, why it became a thing of like it became a faith thing right because mm-hmm. I can't have faith in the man who my at the time it was like I can't have faith in a man who my his blood runs through my veins mm-hmm. but you want me to have faith in God Right. who I cannot see you know and it's just so hard so I said all that to say that um I never thought of it as God first of all without using other people his active love for us but how yeah. he does use other people around us to um give us love each and every day even us as friendships like mm-hmm. y'all Ari is my I'm about to cuss let me call Ari because I'm a <laughs> <laughs> Ari is my I'm about to snap and she'll be like what's wrong dear <laughs> she has such a Tell me out about her. but even through you and the rest of the ladies in the um the group chat it's like that's God's way of like hey I love you so I'm gonna use mm-hmm. these people so thank you listen I don't forgot who was even recording the podcast thank you for, doing <laughs> that for me. thank you for doing that for me because that and I hope that another mom, I hope another woman 
um, is listening to this. And you know what? I pray that they even let their children hear this because there are so many children who are being raised in homes where there's a missing parent, whether it is a biological mother or biological father or both grandparents are are raising their their grandkids, right? And I just pray that they hear this and know that no matter what people, I'm sorry, y'all, this is where God is leading me. No matter what people do to you, no matter what they say to you, um, your worth and your value does not change in the eyesight of God. Um, or you have to help me out with the scripture, but there is a scripture in the Bible that says that literally nothing can separate. I think, no, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. I think the scripture is saying what could separate us from the love of God. And the point of that scripture mm-hmm. is basically like, ain't nothing in There's this nothing. World that can separate you from the love of God. Like, I don't care if you selling drugs, selling your body, doing drugs, drinking, whatever horrible thing you think it is that you're doing that's so bad that you feel like you gotta hide from God, that is not it. I don't care if you've been abused or you've been an abuser, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And that little girl who was hurt, she's really scared, but because Mm -hmm. you buried her alive, it is time to acknowledge her and it is time to heal her so that way you can live in everything that God wants for you and your children. Amen. So I'm so, I'm sorry I'm all right I'm back y'all. Oh, <laughs> voice be changing when you know. <laughs> so all right, to wrap up this beautiful interview, do you have any resources? Whether that is, and I know we touched on it, whether it's biblical or practical resources that you would like to uh, share to moms and wives listening to this to help support them throughout this process. Well, yes, I want to touch back on the the scriptures. So once you identify um, those wounds, come up with a list, literally write out the list, whatever it is. Um, And, you know, whatever, whatever it's abandonment, rejection, low self-esteem, abuse, whatever you experience, please line that up with several scriptures to ground yourself through this process. That's going to be your lifeline, number one. Um, Also, um, the conference that I spoke at was my pastor's wife's conference. She has an organization called Know Your Worth. And God actually told her to take it on tour. So all of us that spoke um, are going to go on tour with her. And we're planning it now for 2021. So we may do it virtually based on whatever is going on in the world um, next year but um please 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 um i'm gonna send you the link elisha so that you can post it in the show notes um to her website so that people can, can sign up um get on the email list so that can you know be aware of when that starts so that we can walk through this process together um and we all talked about different steps in the process to resurrection that resurrecting that little girl within um I specifically talked about identifying the body but we all had you know a different part in it that would help that healing process so that would be a huge resource as well um and she kind of touches on things like this often she has a um a Facebook group that's open to anyone called Monday Motivation and she teaches a Monday night Bible study every night so I can post 
I can share that link with you also so you can share that that would be an amazing resource to share as well so those are the things that I will share the the scriptures once you're going through the process um journaling writing letters to yourself um and then also having pray about if you don't have a a support system of trustworthy women of God that you can talk to to hold you accountable through this process because I just want to touch on this it is such a messy process going through this healing Mm -hmm. I would be remiss not to say that um it is a lot It's, it's something that you can't do by yourself and um you know what it, it what it looks like to me what it was like for me I'll put it this way was like going through a haunted house except which I don't like haunted houses to begin with me neither. but it was even it was even scarier than the ones that you pay for because every turn of corner is not some monster jumping out it is reliving those traumas and experiences that you dealt with and it's scary and um you know it looks like having nightmares it looks like um old insecurities popping up it looks like old sins popping up Mm -hmm. you know those things that we use as comfort when we were going through that you know we're trying to steer away from whether it's drinking smoking sex porn whatever which for me it was transparently all of them Uh um you really have to learn how to process them the right way as they come up it's almost like that saying uh when people say i wish i knew then what i know now this is your chance to deal with what happened then with what what you know now mm-hmm. you when you add those two things together that's like the formula to get to the healing process and reliving what happened but I know the truth about who I am and what who God says I am now and now I can process that with that truth and be healed so you can't I want to get back to you know the point you can't do this by yourself yeah find some trustworthy accountability partners that you can go through this with um pray about it i pray that god sends you some people that you can really trust to encourage you to push you to pray for you cover you um and then obviously and lastly but not not least give yourself some grace not some grace you need grace to get through the day as a mom but you need extra grace to go through the healing process. I, be, I, I honestly believe that God gave me extra grace because I'm dealing with stuff that I haven't dealt with since college, you know? Mm-hmm. And I haven't struggled with these things in years. And now all of a sudden I have these desires and I have to process them. And sometimes I get it right. And sometimes I don't get it right because I'm processing, I'm healing, you know, so and I, I needed that grace. And so just like God gave me extra grace, I had to give myself extra grace. Mm-hmm. So those what are those are the resources that I would suggest every woman yeah. get before starting this in therapy, a therapist. 
hate that <laughs> to help you process because seriously um these it's a lot and sometimes we don't know how to handle sometimes even you can go to a friend and they don't know what to say because it's so heavy they're not equipped they're not therapists your friends are your friends let her gas you up that's what she do best go Mm -hmm. to a therapist and let her help you process because that's what she does best yes thank you say it for a lot of people in the back (laughs) the therapy Thank you so much, Ari. This has been such a pleasure as I knew it would be. Um, y'all, what y'all got uh, was just a snippet because like, I get this every day. No, <laughs> no, but Ari is such just a gem, a jewel for me to have in my life. I'm super grateful to have such a great friend. Um, and I promise y'all like who she is on the show is like who she really is. And like, uh, you know, just, who she is like you know I had a moment last week and she hit me with the listen what the <laughs> can you identify this what are you doing Let's get- I was like I said she is gonna get tired of me she just I said I know he's mad at me <laughs> oh girl I just wanted to cry and you were like get up and fight I was like no <laughs> I did get up and fight the next day though okay yeah it's okay I just had to cry that night. <laughs> but I'm sure yes. want to hear this, but it's okay. Yes, but listen, that's what a friend is, right? We got to stop being so comfortable with people who uh, coddle us and tell us what we want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. no, that growth is uncomfortable. So get you some friends that will push you to grow. Not judge you because that's the something else but somebody that's going to push you to grow. Mm-hmm. So, I love you so much, sister girl. I will put all of Ari's links and Ari... Um, are you okay with me sharing your um social media um absolutely okay. yes as soon as this baby comes out y'all give me to 2021 and yeah. i will be back like never before because <laughs> there's still content out there from uh earlier this year before you yes trust me uh, yeah i've got about six months worth of episodes before to catch up on it's a lot it's heavy it's 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 just a lie, but okay. I'm coming back different in 2021. Um, now that I have healed myself, now that I practice a little bit more on another level, what I preach, mm-hmm. um, I'll be able to be even more specific and effective in 2021. But it's still, it, it laid, I think I laid a really good foundation. So yeah. yeah, share my stuff. Go back and listen to it so you can be prepared. You have plenty yeah. of time. By the time my maternity leave is over, <laughs> we'll all be on the same page. Yes, y'all. So her podcast is called um, Let's Bloom Together. Um, and it is so bomb. I will share the link directly in the show notes so y'all can go to that. But if you don't, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I have an Apple so I'm going to share from Apple podcast. Um, but if you have um, any other, if you have an Android or whatever, um, just, just Google the Let's Bloom Together podcast. And like, yeah, it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. A couple other things. A couple other places where you can listen. <laughs> it's everywhere, for real. Just Google that thing. It's going to be all good. So thank you, Ari, so much for everything. Thank you, ladies, for tuning in to another episode of My Sister's Glow please, 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 y'all don't forget to write in. Um, I had a couple moms reach out to me and it 
made my heart feel so good because I was able to connect those ladies with um, mental health resources that they needed. So ladies, if you listen to this, I hear you, I see you, I'm proud of you for reaching out. Um, You are making the first step into your healing. Keep going, lean on your community because this is not a a one person show type of thing. So I love y'all beautiful ladies and I will be speaking to y'all in two weeks. Peace.